figured out that in life we hardly ever celebrate our firsts especially our generation you know some of our firsts just uh, go by unnoticed and only later on in life we then think that hey actually that was the first time I did anything or I got anything and we hardly ever celebrate those moments so in today's podcast I am going to talk about one of my firsts and hope you enjoy the um, the podcast and we have some laughs so it's quite easy going uh, this conversation or this chat or this talk yeah it's quite easy going um, I'm hoping not to get too hectic into the the subject matter but yeah hope you enjoy but before I continue I'd like to welcome everybody to conversations with P. My name is Pumla and thank you so much for joining me for my episode. So um, just like everybody, uh, most people, I've had a lot of firsts. My first uh, car, my first, uh, the first time I got my license, that, yeah, that's a story worth mentioning actually. Uh, yeah, so the, my, my first apartment, my first job, uh, my first kids so, and child, sorry, not kids, child. Um, yeah, there, there were a lot of firsts. First business, uh, that's an interesting one. So to jump right into it, um, my first business. So my, okay, so as you can tell from where I, I'm going, this podcast is about entrepreneurship. One of the many topics that I will probably probably be chatting about. Um, either with someone um, as a guest or just by me but yes going back to the topic I do tend to stray a bit from topics every now and then so um, yeah it, you know it's a I'm a work in progress uh, one day I'll be able to <laughs> I'll be able to stay on topic and not talk about anything else but the topic but yeah uh, we're not there yet you soon so i wanted to chat about my first business so my first business started um not didn't start it last i think it lasted for only uh, a school term that'll be three months yep my first business only started for three months i mean lasted sorry for three months and uh believe it or not i used to sell sweets I sold sweets uh, at school this is primary school. Um, one of the schools that I went to was in the, um, the CBD, Johannesburg CBD. And I remember that school was opposite. The school was uh, dodgy looking like arcade type of building. And on the and adjacent to the school was Carlton Center. So it was right bang in the middle of the CBD. In this particular school, uh, what I would do during break time, oh, mind you, I wasn't, uh, grade four standard two back then so i i used to sell sweets um i had my one pack of sweets and that i would sell mom bought me um the pack my first pack mom bought me my first pack i would sell it and that would last me for um a week obviously selling the sweets and that gave me sort of like an introduction into into business i never thought myself as a business person i just did it because i wanted extra pocket money and um 
and mom said you know this was the an easier way of me getting pocket money and i made my own calculations that if i bought myself that particular bag of sweets eat dog sweetie if i bought myself that i would sell it for so much so it means that my profit would be so much it was that simple i really hope business or wish business was as simple as that but back in the day or back then it was that simple all i needed to do was sell all the sweets in my bag <laughs> all the sweets in my bag and then at the end of the the week take out the money that i needed to buy stock or yeah to buy more sweets and then the rest was was going to be mine um yeah so it was a basic basic business supply and demand the kids wanted sweets pumla had sweets and i sold those sweets you know until they discovered uh, that they can actually go to that arcade. So in that arcade, remember the building I told you about that was opposite the school. In that arcade was a sweet shop. Now, um, I know I just had that one bag of sweets, but my comp my biggest competitor was that shop there that had a variety of sweets. And students then um, discovered that actually I don't have to have this stock sweet uh, sold by Oprom. I can actually buy other sweets there. So that's how my business lasted only three months. They soon discovered that uh, they can buy at the, the shop and people weren't buying as much. And I sort of like, you know, I thought, you know what, it's fine. They don't, they don't go to buy. It was a, a nice venture. And it ended. Yeah, that was my first business back in, back in primary school when I was in uh, grade four. Grade four, yeah. Is it grade four? Yeah, grade four, standard two. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then my fast forward uh, some years, years, years later, I then started my, I would say my, my real business. Also, there were also firsts in there as well. You know, obviously now I was, uh, I was a lot older. I was an adult, and I could make decisions of employing people buying um machinery and and all sorts of things so anyway i'm now digressing <laughs> anyway i then started a business back in 2011 so that was like my one of the first that uh, i did i was actually quite proud of 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 that business so in the in that business what had happened was i was um hiring out mobile fridges um so with those mobile fridges um you know that business actually could have tripled in a very short space of time because where we were hiring them out the demand was there you know it, it just needed a couple of things so that it could be a um a success so what then would happen was or what had happened was that uh, immediately after no not immediately as we were planning for our wedding celebration so my husband is from Limpopo now uh, as we were planning our wedding celebrations we realized that we needed to buy a deep freezer I hope I'm saying it right but a deep freezer uh, for this deep freezer, we would then put in all the meat because Limpopo is quite hot. So we would put in all the beverages, the meat, the food, so that it wouldn't spoil quickly. And that's where we actually saw the, um, the gap in eventing, in the events 
market or industry at the time so what then we had done was that okay so we got married did all that and then after that went back now that was my first time going to Limpopo you know so mind you I am Zulu speaking not I'm Zulu speaking I'm Zulu, right and it was my first time to put a culture shock my lord so it was my first time in Limpopo so not only did I not understand the language quite well but it was scorching hot most of the time so um, what then had happened was uh, after the whole wedding celebrations and whatnot we went back went back and we thought you know what um, here's a, here's an idea buy a, a couple of mobile fridges and then rent them out right simple no um we we got the mobile fridges we set up the business and it was all well we got stuff it was it was quite it was quite an amazing experience i must say so then the first order came in you know and so what what had happened was uh on the on the mobile fridges we branded them so we branded them with the number but that number was on me so that cell phone I had on me so that customers can call in so um, one of the things that I took for granted or that I mistaken was that it would be easy a person would call hello is this so-and-so company yes this is so-and-so great I would like to hire a fridge for a funeral for a wedding in the weekend for a party for the weekend how much is it can you bring it simple right no so First call comes in. Hey, um, as I mentioned, Mumzo, uh, right? So first, first call comes in. Hey, I say silly guy. Everything, Papa, guy. You know, my limited baby. You know, so please excuse me for the baby speaking people. My baby is not so great. I try. So, uh, and he says, hey, sis, lerantwe ya tonya, tonya. What is that? You know, but obviously I didn't say that to to the to the customer. As I like, you know. Then now remember, um, like I said, I'm I'm Zulu, so my limited susuto, my my susuto is very limited, in that the only couple of words that I can pick up, or at that time that I could pick up here and there, and such words like hutonya, eh, I honestly did not, that was the first time I would hear, you know, people just purely speaking their language. We uh, we take for granted that a person would um, sort of like default to English or default to Zulu when they're speaking to another person, especially uh, an African person. But no, people um, obviously default to their own home languages, which I respect, completely, completely respect, you know. But nonetheless, so the order started coming in, but then people were speaking in their home languages, obviously with the notion on, and thinking that if this business is here in Limpopo, so chances are these people are Abedi, right? Or, or yeah, Abedi. Let me just put it that way. And But no, I was not. And so there was a lot of learning for me to do at that time. I had to learn the language. Uh, very fast and I was sort of like thrown in the deep end to learn the language so that I'm able to now service my my clientele but you know um, I must say the obviously I'm I'm gonna be biased here yeah? but 
the but people from Limpopo are very nice in that they are very forgiving they are very forgiving and they're very understanding and they are just generally easygoing nice people you know obviously when you get to an understanding with the person you'd find that actually we we are all the same and they're actually kind people you know so yeah they were very patient with me I, I got to know the lingo quite well that was my first obstacle by the way i got to learn the lingo quite well and now i was able to service the clients receiving calls this side that was obstacle number one obstacle number two was the the demo is it the demographics or the geo Ooh, i'm gonna bite my tongue here so anyway where locations <laughs> were situated in Limbobo. you know i'm i'm a joga girl like i said i was born and born and raised in soweto so all i've ever known is in soweto other challenge then was that i didn't know the areas at all not even very well at all the only place that i had been to at that particular time was Sesheho. and i in my mind because now obviously would pass through polokwane to go to um Sesheho, polokwane meaning the town to go to Sesheho. I, I knew how many minutes it was there but anything other than that yeah no it was a struggle so a client would then call in and say um they want the fridge, you know, and me being in job, I'd say, okay, cool. Let's get the fridge to this guy on Friday, and then we'll, another one will call. No, another one will call and say, no, I want it in Teflop. Yes, Teflop, go, you know, until, uh, and then there was, and then there was, you know, a lot of, yeah, a lot of places that I had never heard of before you know they don't come to mind now i think because i'm a bit nervous but yeah they don't come to me to mind now so what then what would happen was that our driver would then uh obviously uh call me and say uh sisters listen so we have got orders for the weekend great there are 10 of them all of them paid deposits problem is all these areas are more than 20 kilometers apart what like guys yeah i was like oh my lord so now it's now it's me having to call these people back to say uh listen can we please deliver at this time at this hour at night because now the we only had one van that would take all these fridges oh yeah all these fridges uh to all these different places so then it would have meant that the driver would then move from one location 20 kilometers to the next and back now that's 40 and then take the fridge to another area that's another 30 and then back you know so that was another challenge um the demographics or where these fridges needed to go that was that was an adventure guys that was a real real adventure but we managed to uh soldier on and we were able to now book our stuff properly and maybe take some fridges on a thursday or on a friday instead of a saturday and then collect on a sunday and mondays and stuff like that so then we were able to schedule these uh places properly you know obviously now this meant that i had needed to drive to Pulogwan every second week a trip in and out because i was still a a new mommy so i couldn't really sleep over so i needed to in and out every second week that took a toll on on my health you know 
and um, so the other challenge that I came across was stuff guys you know I'm sure uh, a lot of people that have uh, small businesses would tell you stories for days we could actually write a book owning a small business you could we could write books guys like the things that we hear the things that we come across when it comes to staff relations my lord so um the other challenge was now um handling staff my lord so what then uh <laughs> what would happen was uh, we obviously had a schedule to say okay guys we um our busiest times are from thursday to to sunday so those days you have to be at work you know yes you can have your off days maybe uh tuesday and wednesday alternate but thursday friday saturday and sunday at least you need to be on call if you're not physically in the in the office you know and then you'd get a call from uh from a client uh, remember my number is on the board as well outside the factory or outside the yeah outside the warehouse excuse me outside the warehouse and they will call me eh sesiki mo how na moto how na moto and it's nine o'clock yo where are these people and then you call you know there's nothing as frustrating as calling a person finding out where they are and they don't answer your call you know and i know that um at times it's it's quite daunting to have to explain to yourself explain yourself to your boss um this is why you can't do something or this is why you're not where you're supposed to be and all those things but guys just a text a text to say listen uh this is what's happening so that at least i am able to know as well and manage the client's expectations but nonetheless client gets there nine o'clock nobody's there right and now i'm in Joburg calling everyone uh, that i know of mind you not a lot of people they're like <laughs> three people but i would call them <laughs> and find out what's happening why aren't why aren't you open and all those things and the excuses i would hear at times my lord you know um i just wish that uh we are all mindful of each other when it comes to business as a whole not just small business but business as a whole that i would love to get to a level whereby the employees are mindful of their managers of their team leaders of their bosses or or the ceo or whoever you know but we are all mindful of each other's problems and that yes we do go through problems some of them that some of them that are mind-boggling that you think who would go through such things all at the same time just be mindful and share a bit of kindness you know so there's one thing that i was i think i would um i'm blessed with uh, i am quite a patient person sometimes not to my benefit but yeah nonetheless we'll talk about that some other time but the things that i would hear so this person would then say, oh, sorry, I couldn't come to work today because I don't have taxi money. Okay, so did when did we realize that we don't have taxi money? Did we realize uh, when I'm calling you or did we realize sometime before? Because as mentioned, to be mindful of people's positions and, when they, and where they are in the business. If 
Opumla does not have Imali for Itexi. Why not call the boss or send a please call or send a text message or a WhatsApp these days um, to say, uh, send a WhatsApp, uh, hi boss lady or hi sisters or hi madam. <laughs> hi, uh, I won't be able to make it tomorrow. I have a problem with transport money. You know, let me then say, um, actually, it's okay. Hey, it's okay. Um, let's try and figure it out. How much do you need for 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 getting to work? Uh, maybe I can send a driver through at that particular. Now, now I'm talking in terms of my business. Maybe I could send a driver through. Maybe I can send an e-wallet, or you know something that we can figure out before prior to the time where you are telling me that you won't be able to make it to work because of transport. You know, and another. Um, problem that i would have would be that uh some again a person won't show up to work or maybe show up late how where were you yes i was getting i was getting my driver's license um okay so get, getting your driver's license is very important it's a pivotal moment for you great milestone but for licenses we book before right so why didn't you tell me some time before to say listen on such and such a date i'm taking my license i'm going to be late coming to work no people don't do that you know or they would take extended lunches now with a um with a customer facing business especially if you've got either a, a warehouse where you receive customers or a shop or offices where you receive customers you never know when they're going to pitch up you know some of them they've got time during lunch time and they say okay fine let me quickly go to this place make my booking and then go back to work and when the client comes through at the time when you are taking your extended lunch customer gets there gets very frustrated because nobody's there and obviously then we lose that business and if we lose that business it's all a ripple effect that you would like like one would think it's logic that if we do not get a person's deposit we cannot obviously fulfill the request of the client and if we do not fulfill we don't get paid if we don't get paid you don't get paid but people um People don't think that far. I have, I don't know why, you know. And there's this misconception, especially with uh, our people, that she's fine, you know, because she's got this business, she's fine. Mind you, we are not fine. You, the employee, is at times or most of the time at a much, much better position than the person who owns the business. You know, such things we we don't talk about as uh, business owners, that we try so hard to make sure that our either our product is uh, up to scratch or is successful or our service is successful. All these things, we ensure that they are running smoother, even our employees, that our employees are paid. And sometimes, if not most of the time, at our expense so you'd find that um, I'm just digressing here a bit but you'd find that a person a female female owns a business they start the business and uh, they married I've, I've heard this quite a number of times actually you'd find that um, then what happens is that because 
of the strain that having a business has in a relationship, in a marriage type of relationship, is that you compromise so much. And if you don't have a partner that is one, patient, or that understands your goals and your visions and all your endless dreams, because entrepreneurs are dreamers, I don't want to lie, we are dreamers. Vuyo is a big, big dreamer. That it that though that person is us. We are all dreamers, and sometimes at the expense of our families, at the expense of our marriages, at the expense of our relationship as a whole, and our, at the expense of our friendships, actually, you know. So um, I've heard uh, quite a number of times that some marriages did not survive a um, either marriages did not survive when a small business was in the midst of it or the business did not survive one of the two but there are a lot of sacrifices that um that we go through to fulfill this um dream of ours and it makes it that much harder if we don't have uh, quite a strong um support system you know um i am uh, i was i am blessed actually to have uh, quite a strong a support system both from my uh, parents side and my um, my partner you know so nonetheless um, digressing here I'm digressing here a bit so stuff yes so one plea from a small business owner is that people can be please be mindful of your your bosses and your managers managers they have a job to fulfill and I know it okay not I know at times managers do get to be on employees cases a lot because they they themselves have got pressures that they they are under and sometimes which is quite unfair they do those pressures do spill onto the the employees or the subordinates if if i may put it but yeah if we are just mindful of each other when it comes to either working for someone or having a business or even the business owners being mindful of their staff because we are in especially when you deal with staff members we are in business because we need uh we need employees and employees need us you know if we were able to uh, make our own soap and not having to hire anyone to make the soap i i think we we, we could do it but because of the nature of the business for example these are just examples that i'm giving because of the nature of the business we do tend to hire people so we just must all be mindful of each other and each other's situations yes so Back to um, my mobile fridge business, my first proper business. So, yes, so I'd mentioned that uh, the, the challenges that I would face first was language, and then it was the, the demographics, the location of where I was trading, uh, the staff members, and um, I think the this one would would cover a whole host of things in the, in in a business. So one of the other challenges that I now uh, faced was um, being the jack of all trades and the master of none. <laughs> so um, as a small business, you get to be jack of all trades. You are the HR person. 
you are the marketing guy you are the um, you are sometimes the cleaning lady or the cleaning guy uh, and you are the accountant uh, or, or bookkeeper or the finance person and you are what else what else is there in business but you are everything because uh, as a small business one one thing you if you're not if you're not lucky enough to have quite a huge capital if you don't have any capital which is where i started i didn't have any capital by the way but that's a, uh, another podcast so when you don't have capital to hire all these different um is it trades but all these different people working for you and helping you fulfill your dream when you start off most often than not you are everything in the business you know one challenge for me was um marketing so with marketing i obviously like i'd mentioned that the area i did not know very well area meaning the location where the business was situated i didn't know very well so it was quite difficult for me to know how to market to that particular uh, demographic to those people you know uh, back in the, back then people weren't really on social media uh, people had Facebook and even with Facebook it was not as advanced as it is now it was quite rare that you would get a lead from Facebook one would get a lead from obviously with your branded uh, fridge with the branded fridges so that's where we did our marketing and obviously flyers and I was um, I'm I don't want to say I'm lucky, but yeah, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I'm lucky in a in a way that at least I have a a sense of I don't want to say design flyers, but I can I can put a flyer together and it relays a message, and I would like to think it's attractive. <laughs> I've been um, I've been lucky in a sense that I, I've been able to. Uh, make my find my way in making my own um flyers uh, what do you call this uh posters business cards and all those things so then at least then that expense of me hiring someone out that expense was um obviously um cut yeah cut but in that remember i'm not a person that does i'm not a marketing person so with a lot of things i made quite a few mistakes like I I when I started I spoke to this other to this other guy he he was in marketing so um, I showed him I thought I did the best I showed him everything that I did like I did my letterhead I did okay obviously I was using word okay I was using word at the time so I did my letterheads, I did my business card. Mind you, they all look like they're from different businesses. I did not know that um everything needed to look the same it's called branding you know <laughs> but he then told me and said uh, i think it was quite irritated with me because there was an opportunity of me contacting him and he could do all this for me but because i was broke at the time i thought let me do it myself did not work out i went back to him so that's what normally happens um when uh when you're in business you you try to sh make shortcuts shortcuts in things and in most cases in some cases it works out in some cases it doesn't and eventually it will cost you money nonetheless 
back to my subject so this guy then uh told me that you know what looking at all the stationary items that i had that i thought were the best things in sliced bread it was not serving a, a purpose it did not look good and i needed to actually hire someone to do all these things you know needless to say i then looked at what i had in my hand and i thought okay so i've got for example five rand now this five rand where should i spend it mostly should i spend it in making stationery or should i spend it in pouring petrol in the van that would take these fridges to clients obviously it's the latter so that's what i did but nonetheless marketing was um a huge uh, problem for me at that particular time but lucky enough i was working with a great team of people yes they'd be absent at times i'd get very frustrated but they were i think that team those uh that team was the greatest team I could ever have had. Uh, one, I learned a lot with them and from them. And most of the stuff that I learned there in that business, I, I at times do apply when it comes to the current business that I'm doing now. So I, I had a great team whereby we all had the same vision and they managed to get word out and customers were quite happy with the product that i was uh, giving or the service that i was giving and word of mouth really really um went a long way and the fact that uh, i found this, this out a bit later on whilst doing that particular business that the people in that area in I'd, I'd say Bulukwane, I don't want to say Limpopo, Limpopo is quite big. So I'd say the area in, in Bulukwane, the people there wanted to I think I think it's it's um uh psychological is a psychological thing. But yeah, I think it's in a person's being or in, in a person to say, I want to be the first to have this fridge in my street type of thing so that was the type of thing that was going on everybody wanted to be either the first or one of uh, and we and it was sort of like exclusive you know not everybody could could uh, have the, the the could hire out the mobile fridge so i was happy it was working for me it was a, a great business strategy for me i was not complaining and um that was that was quite awesome it was quite quite awesome you know so um yeah so those were one of the other ch challenges the um, finances funny enough you know the i think i in that particular business i managed to to fulfill all my financial obligations within the business and i was very blessed for that you know um it was a good business to have and it was working quite well it's just um it's a pity that obviously i had to to close the business and sell it uh for other reasons of which i do not want to state um here but i had to uh eventually close the business and yeah and yeah it was a very sad day when uh, i came to that decision that you know what um maybe it's time for for us to move on and out 
but yeah lessons learned um as mentioned before uh we don't regard these as failures it's lessons learned <laughs> yeah so that was um my first business that we um that i had um after that i subsequently had a, a salon for a very short a very short period uh, people that know me <laughs> would know that I also had a salon I'm sure people are thinking my gosh this girl what is she doing you know she left corporate and then she, she's gone for quite a while and then she pops up there's a salon and then the salon yeah closed that salon and then she kept quiet again and then you know so um as i mentioned before um entrepreneurs are a big big dreamers so obviously we have these dreams and we have these ideas that we want to fulfill and you know we i i, I at times most most often than not i at times feel very sorry for our partners because they are our sounding boards and they get tired I could I could see my, my my partner got very tired when I started speaking about my dreams. Maybe we could do this. Maybe we could do that. Maybe we could do this. Like yeah, it's it's quite tiring now that I think of it. So I think he was um, he was quite happy when I settled on one vision and I have seen it through for the longest period. You know, for yeah for the for the longest period I have seen I in this business that I'm in. So he I think he's he he was quite pleased to <laughs> to to realize not yeah to realize that I am uh fulfilling a dream that I had um some time ago. But I think I'm going to leave it here for now uh before I bore everyone <laughs> with all my rambling on. But I'm hoping that you enjoyed this um, podcast today and maybe gets you inspired to um, open up your own thing. I know that um, when we are in particular spaces, i.e. corporate, we think that, or some people think that uh, having your own thing is easy by gosh I want to be the first if I'm not the first one of the people that that are going to say it's not easy it is not easy the ideal situation would be that if you were to start something because now um, obviously we can't just live on one income stream so we try to create multiple income streams when um, wherever we can you know but if you are if you're fortunate enough to be full-time employed and you still want to have your own side hustle and whatnot um, obviously if you can I'm not sure how, how corporate works now because back in the day we weren't allowed to have any businesses so the the, the, the Tupperware lady at uh, at work <laughs> the Tupperware lady at work was frowned upon by managers but we loved and we supported so and it was not it was not known in the books that the lady sold Tupperware but everybody knew about it so before we we couldn't have side hustles um at at, at corporate or in our permanent employ permanent place of employment so I know that over over the years it was a thing of now you need to declare if you've got uh, a side hustle. Now I'm not too sure how it works now. I haven't been obviously in that space for uh, quite a long time, 
but if you are looking to have a uh, to be a business owner or a small business owner, SMME or whatever we, we are calling ourselves, self-employed. And <laughs> yeah, if you want that, I would strongly suggest that if you've got an opportunity to still work full time, work full time, you know, work, do your nine to five and then have your side hustle uh, on the side side hustle side yeah there so have your have your side hustle see that it succeeds you know once it gets to a point whereby now it's difficult for you to juggle the two then leave your 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 corporate job and uh go into your full time into your your side hustle i would honestly honestly strongly strongly suggest that um i was not for that that fortunate in that Yes, I had ideas while I was still at corporate. I was, um, there was a time that I wanted a coffee shop. And I think I fought with a friend <laughs> for the name of the coffee shop. Needless to say, we did not um, have that coffee shop. But uh, I wanted to, to start a business. I wanted to do uh, something on the side. But I was always so afraid that I was... I wasn't gonna make it you know until the time when I was uh, obviously kicked out by means of a retrenchment when I was yeah when I was retrenched at the way I was employed that's when I was sort of like forced into starting my own business but if I honestly had the opportunity to um, to carry on and start my business while I was working full-time I would have done that within a heartbeat because these entrepreneurial streets are brutal oh they are so 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 tough and lonely you know so i i remember there was this uh i i attended an event some some years ago and actually i had a lump in my, <laughs> i know now that i think about it, it's quite funny but i had a lump in my throat and we were talking as a uh, woman and i was talking about my business and i was saying that being a business owner is very lonely and I had a lump I, I swear if I if I if someone maybe shared a similar sentiment at the time I would have cried like ugly cry you know because it does get very 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 lonely and funny enough I had I had a lunch with um I had lunch the other day or coffee the other day with with a friend of mine and she was she was saying that you know what running your business is lonely guys it's lonely I don't know when last I had a year-end function, with the exception of 2020, of course. But I don't know when last I had a year-end function. I think I only had a year-end function when I was still in corporate. Guys, these streets are lonely. These streets are brutal. You know, um, most more often than not, you would hear entrepreneurs or business ladies or businessmen say that you need to throw, um, sorry, grow a thick skin. And when I started, like, why? Why can't I just be kind forever? But yeah, you need to grow a thick skin, yeah? You do. But yeah. Anyway, I feel that I'm rambling on now. If you enjoyed this podcast, did I say this before? I probably did. But <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and follow. Subscribe or follow, depending on whichever platform that you're listening from. But uh, yeah, for regular updates, I will try and post uh, maybe 
bi-weekly. Bi-weekly means twice a week, right? Yes, I'll try and, and put podcasts out there twice a week so that um, you guys can listen and enjoy. And thank you. That's me. I'm out.